well now. I uh, just got finished watching The Mandalorian. I don't work on Fridays, and it's like 1.20 in the afternoon. So uh, I uh, this is the earliest I could watch it, and thank goodness I did, because, oh, my God, like these, these past two episodes in The Mandalorian, uh, the previous one with Ahsoka Tanu, and now this one with Boba Fett have just been, you know, un- unbelievable. It, it, you know... It, it leaves me with that, you know, Star Wars watching feeling that uh, that I that I lost with um, with Rise of Skywalker. Um, and then there were some Star Wars, you know, shows or individual episodes that were, you know, solid. Some were all right and some were, you know, left me with that Star Wars feeling. But just Mandalorian has just been been hitting it. Um, and, you know, with, with this Mandalorian season, there have been some episodes that have been very good, but it just it was just kind of like his mission of the week kind of thing. Still excellent, but it's not moving the story forward. Especially with these past two episodes, they're moving the overall story forward. So um, I know um, there was a hint at Boba Fett because there was the Tamara Morrison um, reveal, but you know y- you weren't too sure because you didn't know if um, Tamara Morrison was actually Boba Fett or if he was you know a clone left over from the Clone Wars, and that, that was kind of cool. They didn't give that away right away, but. Um, but now that we know, it was like as soon as I saw the uh, Boba Fett ship is known as the Slave One. And as soon as I saw the Slave One, I was like, oh, my God, then he certainly was Boba Fett. And just the way that Boba Fett presented himself, you know, just how his face is all scarred from, I would assume, being in the Sarlacc pit. Um, you know, it was probably just, you know, the stomach acid that burned his face. I'm, I would imagine he'll hopefully go into it. And not to mention. Tamara uh, Morrison's performance was, you know, when when he was um, Django Fed, I thought he was all right. Uh, I thought his performance was okay. Um, But his performance is is Boba Fett in this episode of The Mandalorian was just awesome. From the dialogue that was written by Jon Favreau to the way that Morrison... Um, uh, said that that dialogue, and then to the way the episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. When I saw that Robert Rodriguez directed at the end, I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, so it's just so this episode just had all the elements of excellent story. You 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 like all the characters, even the the characters like like some character like Fennec, who we don't really know that much, but I really liked her because just her ability to to fight and how she just means business and how she stays calm under pressure, and that action sequence with all the stormtroopers and the boulder going down. It was just you know just excellent how Grogu. Uh, now, now that we know him as Grogu, how he's developing as a character, what did he see on that stone, you know, and, and the fact that he was throwing all those stormtroopers around at the end, we're now getting development into Moff Gideon where, you know, uh, the introduction of the character, we didn't know that much about him. Um, oh, a little bit of a mustache tour, and considering Giancarlo Esposito has a mustache now, why not? Um, but but now you're starting to see the the motivation and his and his just just the way that he thinks. You're seeing that even more. He has the dark saber, which is um, which which had a prominent role in in previous Star Wars cartoons, that's being fleshed out even more. Uh, we know they're using Grogu. They, I would assume 
uh, and I'm pretty sure my my guess is accurate, they, they want to use him as a weapon because he is so powerful. So that if they can harness his power, possibly clone him, oh my god, you know, what an advantage the, the Empire Remnant uh, would now have. So what's really cool about The Mandalorian is that it gives... It, Based on where it is on the timeline, there's so much space and time that it can use to develop what actually went on between Return of the Jedi, which is probably the period that I'm starting to get most fascinated in because I loved Return of the Jedi so much and I just wanted to know what happened right after. So now we're starting to see, you know, how the New Republic is formed. Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. So we're seeing how... The new forms of government are, you know, are how the New Republic is starting to replace the Empire, but the galaxy is so vast. So how do you do such a thing? So it was hinted that um, that Cara Dune, played by um, Gina Carano, who I used to follow when she was a fighter, uh, professional mixed martial artist, um, how she's a marshal. And how they're starting to try and get order into the the outer rim, which is the most lawless parts uh, of the galaxy, it seems. Um, so, because of the hugeness of the of of the galaxy, it's it's hard to and the fact that you know the empire didn't die overnight just because the Emperor and Darth Vader died. There were still so many starships in, in so many systems left over, but now there's a power vacuum that it looks like Moff Gideon is uh, is trying to fill, and you know, and quite successfully so far. And the fact that Boba Fett is, you know, uh, telling us, he even said, well, the Empire is back, and, and it, and it, it um, meaning that he's he's seeing a foundation for the for the empire that's that's being formed. So um, yeah, so overall, just um, an incredible episode. And just let me talk briefly about the, uh, Ahsoka Tanu and um, and and how she was introduced. Now I made the mistake uh, on on that episode. Um, Seeing the recap, I, I never want to watch the recaps again because the recap kind of took the surprise away that uh, that Ahsoka would be would be in it. Um, but uh, but even with that, just just how she debuted and her Jedi fighting skills and and she you know she she's not a Jedi, so she was able to kind of be a little more aggressive with I guess you know having that balance of not falling to the dark side. But I think with Ahsoka, even if she did. Um, it wouldn't have mattered because she doesn't have the code to hang on to anymore. And just let me just give a shout out to Rosario Dawson's performance. When there was rumors that she was being cast, I was like, oh, my God, she's perfect for this role. And I try not to use the word perfect because, you know, perfect is subjective. But, man, what a what a great casting choice. And everything down to the physicality of the role that she can do to the way the makeup was and oh my god her voice how she used her voice to sound like you know an adult ahsoka because we're used to watching you know the the really talk about a star wars episode or movie that wasn't that good it was the first clone wars cartoon um where ahsoka was a very little kid and she first got introduced to anakin so we're seeing ahsoka so that movie wasn't that good but we that was when we first saw ahsoka so we're seeing ahsoka from from that to all the appearances that she's made and how she's just grown and matured as 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 a character and as a jedi and as someone who's gone through all these catastrophic uh moments from from the Clone Wars to 
to now the um, the 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 empire against the the rebellion to the new republic forming. So to see her place in this, and the fact that she's still a Jedi and is still in the know, to see her place in this is is quite awesome. Uh, I do want to put make uh, raise a little bit of a I guess um, a mistake. That was made um, when Ahsoka was talking about Grogu. She said there's only one other uh, species that I saw with Grogu, but and she was referring to Yoda. The problem is that Yoda wasn't the only one of his species that was there. That were that were there, and this is canon. This is this was in Episode One. There was another species, the same as Yoda, called Yaddle, who was there. She sat on the Jedi Council. She was so she was a, a female version or, uh, of of Yoda. And I think after Episode, and she didn't have any dialogue. She was just sitting on the Council. But I think after Episode One, I don't think there was any mention of her. So maybe Ahsoka didn't know her. Maybe Yaddle died. Um, um, before Ahsoka even heard of her, but you know, so so she was kind of left out, maybe just for for simplicity and for storyline purposes. Um, but the fact that 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 Grogu, uh, you know, there's still so so much mystery surrounded by him, and I like how they're kind of drawing this out. Like, what did he see on that stone? You know, and um, and I was just like, like I the, the episode was called the tragedy, and I kind of knew. I was hoping nothing happened to Grogu because I just want Grogu to stay with the Mandalorian, but you know that's not going to happen because you're not going to, you know, you need conflict, you need tension to move the story forward. So I knew that would be a tragedy. But then there was also, I thought, maybe the tragedy if Boba Fett was going to be in this, the tragedy of Boba Fett. Uh, what happened to him uh, in the five years that uh, we last, since we last saw him from getting, you know, oddly enough, getting thrown into that Sarlacc pit may have saved his life because he probably would have gotten blown up on the um, on Jabba's sail barge and returned the Jedi. Now, if you go by the legend storyline, Boba Fett did survive that, and and I'm just giving a little bit of spoilers for the the legend storyline. And there are some great stories in that, but it, it showed um, Boba Fett as a as a very old man uh, with a daughter and trying to reconnect with his daughter. Um, I don't think he has a doesn't seem like he has a child in this. Um, just the the fact that he is just I mean. Boba Fett started out as just like a one-off character that kind of had a grew in cult status. So Lucas, you know, took advantage of that and, and made Fett and his father uh, central characters in Episode Two, and starting off all the clones. And, and it's just be and and from other writers and directors taking the the Fett storyline and, and letting it grow and to have it where it is. Um, Letting it grow at least in Legends and have it where it is now in The Mandalorian is just going to make I, – I hope nothing happens to Boba Fett because I want to learn more about him, just how he how he's able to fight with his – that stick and you see the Stormtrooper armor shattering to how he uses his gun. And then when you see him back with his old, old armor on, it was so cool. But it, it was it was fan service, but it was fan service in a way where it wasn't just, oh, let's just bring him back just to have him do stuff. It's fan service with a purpose and fan service where it's really cool. It's not just doing it just because it's something that fans want. It is doing it for it's something that fans want. But there is the addition of doing something really, really great that makes sense with the ov- overall story. So, I mean, uh, like I thought to myself, with the exception of The Last Jedi, which which I loved, it's one of my favorite movies, if not if not my favorite movie. 
I can only imagine what John Favreau could have done with with the sequel trilogy. I just feel, uh, especially with Rise of Skywalker, I thought Force Awakens was solid. It was very good. I, I really liked it. Um, but J.J. Abrams has fan service to where it's like he just has a rerun. It, he just shows a rerun. There's really nothing. There's really not that much character development. It's like, oh, well, let's bring this back and let's bring this back and let's have this go on. And without much explanation, because he likes to have a mystery and a mystery box. And, you know, some speculation is okay, but not the whole thing, please, or not most of it. And I think Favreau uh, manages manages this really really well and he's done such a just phenomenal job uh you know throughout most of the mandalorian like i said there there have been every none of the episodes have been bad some episodes um didn't seem to have a purpose or a point um but were still good nonetheless and speaking of episodes that didn't seem to have the purpose or a point you know we had the the bill burr character introduced and that episode was like okay who cares whatever this was the mission and he met some people and now nothing's coming from it now they're bringing him back so maybe that episode did have a purpose but now it's just it's just further it's just further along it's still weird though because you want to have some suspension and disbelief and just bill burr is known at least you know i know him so well as a comedian because he's a wildly successful comedian. Um, so you, I just know him as Bill Burr, you know? And I'm not even a big stand-up comedy fan, but I know who Bill Burr is. So it's that strange. But, you know, listen, I, I can get over it. I can get over it. I know who Giancarlo Esposito is. I know who Gina Carano is. I know who Carl Weathers is. I know who Pedro Pascal is. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so that being said... Bravo, brava, bravissimo to uh, to the, the the crew at the Mandalorian, and the season's not even over yet, and it's just it's so exciting, it's so nice. TV is so great, especially now during this terrible time in history. Uh, I am very fortunate and privileged enough to to have a TV, <laughs> to have a TV that works, and to have Disney Plus, and to be able to uh, to watch these things just to escape for a little bit um, while all this madness is going on. So that's it for me. And speaking of madness, please keep yourself informed um, with this pandemic. Please get information from credible sources, be it the you know the BBC, the New York Times, NPR, Washington Post, USA Today. Listen to the experts with scientific consensus. Uh, you know, scientific consensus can change. This virus is so fast moving. So you know, things things things. It, the virus adapts, so we have to adapt to it. So that's why we have the top experts in the world working on it. Please listen to what they have to say and not some podcaster who thinks they know, you know, not some influencer who thinks they know, but they really don't. Please listen to the people who know it could very well save your life and not just with the pandemic just with information in general this is a very crucial time please 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 go to a credible source you know gatekeepers you know the ones who know how to keep the gate so we get the information that's that's vital for our very survival at this point so, and that being said, you know, wear your mask, practice social distancing, you know, don't gather, uh, wash your hands, um, and, you know, take care of each other, even if it's only from a distance. All right, everyone, may the force be with you all, 
And uh, until next time, bye.